I'm Leah Davidson, and this is Building Resilience Podcast, Episode 49, More Gratitude. Welcome to the Building Resilience Podcast, where you will learn all about building resilience in yourself and helping others build it too. Drawing from the principles of positive psychology, neuroscience, and coaching, I will help you face all the challenges and adversities that life throws at you and help you do more than just survive. I will help you thrive. I am your host, Leah Davidson, and I am a certified life coach and speech language pathologist. I will help you manage your mind, your emotions, deal with your stress and your overwhelm, and lead a more purposeful and joyful life. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Before we get started today, I wanted to tell you about some upcoming events that I'm hosting as well as a free giveaway. I know we are heading into the holiday season, and that can be a pretty stressful time for many people. Lots to do, lots of people to see, sometimes some strange relationships, sometimes difficult times because of loss that we've experienced. So there's usually a lot of stress and overwhelm that goes along with this season. I want to introduce you to a way of reducing that stress and overwhelm, a way to help you stay present and peaceful and deliberate during the holidays. And it's called tapping or emotional freedom technique. Now, next week, I'm going to have a whole podcast episode devoted to it. So you can find out more if you don't know what it is. Um, But the first event actually starts on Monday, November 29th. You can go to my Instagram or my Facebook, which is at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. There's a link in the show notes as well, and you can sign up for these events. Basically, I'm hosting six different events over the course of um, three weeks. They will be half hour in duration where I will teach you a little bit of tapping, and I will walk you through a tapping meditation that will help you lower your stress and overwhelm. If you haven't ever tried it, then try it out because it is so, so helpful. Now, I have different dates and different times. So when you sign up, you get all that information. You're given the Zoom link. And the bonus is if you sign up, you are entered into a free giveaway. And the giveaway is for a $50 Amazon gift card plus a personalized tapping session where we can go through some of your own personal challenges. And then for every session that you do attend, there's a total of six of them. You don't have to come to them all. But for every session that you do attend, you are also entered into another draw. And that draw is for a $100 Amazon gift card, four personalized sessions, my favorite book about stress, and a journal. So lots of fun stuff. If you want to try it out, then I encourage you to go to my Instagram or Facebook page at Leah Davidson Life Coaching or check out the show notes, click through the link, sign up, and I'll see you there. I know that this week for my American friends and family, you are celebrating Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. And while we had an episode back on episode 39, talking a bit about gratitude with my friend Holly Bertone, I thought that we could do with talking a bit more about it. Now, maybe if you are celebrating Thanksgiving, you're rolling your eyes a little bit, of course, talking more about gratitude. But you know, it's really such an important topic. It is so important for our 
mental health and for building resilience, I really couldn't pass up this opportunity to talk about more gratitude. All right, let's talk first about what gratitude is and what are some benefits. So gratitude is considered a very powerful emotion. And as you probably know, it basically means to be thankful. And according to positive psychology, gratitude is all about acknowledging the good things that you have in your life in the present moment. And that can be like the little things, like you're grateful that somebody lets you go in front of them in line or the bigger things like you're grateful for your good health or the job that you have. Gratitude is all about recognizing the present moment. Now, gratitude has some amazing benefits and that's why it's an emotion that we want to feel and something that we want to actually practice because the benefits can be psychological, they can be physical, they can be social. For example, psychological ones can lead to you feeling like you're in a happier state as gratitude encourages awareness and positive emotions and it improves your thoughts and your mood. There's physical benefits in gratitude that result in like a healthier you. Like gratitude will actually help lower your blood pressure and improves your sleep and it strengthens the immune system. There are then social benefits of gratitude. It can help you develop more empathy, better communication and stronger relationships. So you can see that acknowledging the good things in your life can really help you deal with life's adversities. Building that resilience to not only bounce back, but in fact, bounce forward because of the challenges challenges that you have, not in spite of them. So I want you to think about something that you are extremely grateful for. And I want you to just close your eyes and I want you to allow that gratitude to wash over your body. Because doesn't that feel amazing? And gratitude is linked to all sorts of other pleasant emotions like happiness and contentment. So now I want to get to the fun stuff. Well, the fun stuff for me, which is the neuroscience behind gratitude. You know how much I love the brain. See, I'm grateful for the brain. I'm grateful for all the neuroscience and the information, everything we're learning about the brain. Did you know that gratitude actually changes the brain? At a neurochemical level, when we express or experience gratitude, our brain actually releases dopamine and serotonin, which are neurotransmitters, which are responsible for feeling good emotions. So we can deliberately practice gratitude. And when we do that, we are actually releasing these chemicals and then we're strengthening these neuropathways. So just practicing gratitude, you are changing your brain, which I think is just amazing. So according to research, there are some specific things that gratitude does. So firstly, it releases toxins. It releases toxic emotions. The parts of the brain associated with regulating emotion, the limbic system become activated when we feel gratitude. The second thing it does is it can actually reduce pain. Think about that. That's amazing. It can reduce pain. And those are results from a study that revealed that 16% of patients who kept a gratitude journal reported reduced pain, gratitude increased their vitality and reduced their subjective feelings of pain as well. Thirdly, gratitude improves your sleep quality. It activates the hippocampus, which is the center of sleep regulation, which results in better quality sleep. The fourth thing it does is it improves stress regulation. Gratitude reduces cortisol, which is the stress hormone that we have. And in studies, participants who felt more grateful, they actually improved heart functioning and their ability to cope with adversity because gratitude focuses on the now. So it often helps us cope with the bigger picture. 
Lastly, gratitude reduces anxiety and depression. It helps us manage the hormones and the autonomic system. So the feelings of gratitude help us modulate our inner judge, like that inner critic that we've talked about who lives in us. And it helps us kibosh all those feelings like guilt and shame that we have. So gratitude can conquer those things. So there is actually evidence that gratitude supports changes in our brain. Now, remember, our brain is plastic. It's neuroplastic. And that means we can start to feel thankful and appreciative. And that will start right away changing the pathways of our brain. All right. So enough about the neuroscience stuff. If you don't like that, I'm sorry. But I just love looking at how it actually works and the studies that are behind it. But let's get to some ways on how to actually practice feeling gratitude. I want to first point out that when we're talking about gratitude and the benefits of it, we aren't actually talking about when we're just feeling like a pang of occasional gratitude. Rather, we want to be building a sustained gratitude practice. Because if we want to change our pathways, the more we practice, the more those pathways are going to become pronounced. So the more we practice gratitude, the more these pathways will change. If we're only doing something occasionally, it's much harder for those changes to take place and for them to stick. So the more consistently we can do something, the stronger the pathways become. So that being said, it's not like you don't want to do the occasional act of gratitude or think about gratitude. You do want to develop a consistent practice. But you don't have to be doing it every single day. And some studies have actually shown that the effects will wear off if you do it too often. So you may decide that you don't want to be doing it so frequently that it becomes like automatic thing where you're artificially creating a gratitude practice and then it will lose its purpose. So there's like a happy medium of how often you want to practice gratitude, you know, just like a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more than that, but not too much. So you'll find ways to incorporate practice into your daily life. And I'm going to share with you some of those ways. So we know that people who have a gratitude practice, they have that better physical and emotional and social health. And like I said earlier, they've done many studies on this and people who practice gratitude show that increase in happiness and decrease in anxiety and depression. They sleep better. Like I already mentioned, they have stronger relationships. They've actually correlated gratitude to stronger faith and spirituality as well. And other studies have shown that it increases helping behaviors, your desire to do more for other people, and it increases your desire to pay things forward. But even though gratitude has all these amazing benefits, we don't want to give your gratitude an agenda. We don't want to do it like, well, I'm expressing gratitude and I have a regular gratitude practice and that means I should get this in return. We don't practice gratitude to get rewards. So even though I love sharing all the benefits that gratitude has, you also want to go into it with the openness of, I'm just going to trust that the benefits are there and it will help me, but I'm not going out specifically looking for a tit for tat. I did this and therefore I expect that. It doesn't really work that way. But I want to encourage you to try out some of these ways to practice gratitude. These are some of the most popular ways and some ways that I've tried and I wanted to share with you. So the first one, is the most basic one. And it's a practice that was introduced by Martin Seligman that he calls it the three 
blessings. He also worked a lot with people in the army and they introduced it as the hunt the good stuff. And basically what that is, is you need to go out and find the good, three good things that happened in your life that day. And then this is the extra thing that you need to do is answer why it is good. So before bed, sit down, write out three good things and answer why. And then I would encourage you to sit with that for a few minutes. Really allow the feeling of gratitude to wash over you. Not just the thought, because we're writing down the thought. We're writing down our three blessings or we're hunting the good or the three great things that we're grateful for. But we want to actually sit and allow our bodies to take in how does it actually feel to be feeling this gratitude. It is much, much better to have the thought and the feeling combined together and feel the actual gratitude. Now, the second way that you can cultivate a practice of gratitude is challenge yourself to think about things in a negative situation that you are grateful for. And what I mean by this is in every situation, there is always something good. Now, it may be 10% or 5% or 1%, but I want you to look for it, find it, and express it. We can look at the upside of every situation. It's sort of like finding the gift in every scenario. And some people will talk about finding the silver lining. Now, I'm not talking about going into toxic positivity where you take a negative situation or a challenging situation and just look for all the good and don't acknowledge how hard it is. No, I'm just talking about just finding a tiny, tiny thing. It can actually just be the smallest thing that is enough to help us shift just a tiny bit. Now, the third thing is sometimes we may be deep, deep, deep in adversity and we may feel guilty if we do see any good. So we need reminders to accept the good. And this is common when we are going through something. Maybe we're witnessing the pain of a loved one or somebody else we know is going through or we see society. There's so many challenges or we are experiencing loss of somebody and we may feel like we don't want to feel any good. You know, we're going through such grief that there is no good. And then maybe something happens and we will want to laugh or we will feel good and we'll want to shut that down because we think, no, 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 I don't have a right to feel that. We need to give ourselves reminders to accept the good. And you may even want to, if you're in like sort of the depths of a very difficult time in your life, you may even want to put reminders around your home that it's okay to accept the good in the midst of this grief and anxiety. It's okay to still laugh. It's okay to still feel some joy, even when you are in the deepest, darkest moments of your life. Now, the fourth thing is sometimes feeling gratitude can feel like a bit of a stretch. And in Cheryl Sandberg's book, Option B, she talks about documenting small wins instead of documenting gratitude. Now, if you don't know the book Option B, I think I've mentioned it before. It's a book that she wrote, I believe with Adam Grant, after she lost her husband very, very suddenly at a young age. And she talks about people saying, look for good things and, you know, silver linings. She just couldn't. Like she just couldn't do that. And so what she said is she documented small wins instead. And that was things like, I brushed my teeth today. I went to the store today. I washed my hair today. And what that did is it allowed her to see that despite her grief and challenges and adversity, that she was accomplishing something. So that may be a place for you to start if you're feeling in really, really dark times. 
The fifth thing is something that I know we've talked about on the podcast before, and I call it the eat time, which is equal air time. And this is something that I do with almost all my clients at the beginning of all our sessions is we look at the negative and the positive. This is a great activity that you can do with your family at dinner. You can talk to them like, what was the best part of your day? What was the worst part of your day? Talk about what you learned. I know that one of my kids does a journal where he jots down what the daily high was and what his daily low was. And what this does is it just allows the brain to have a little bit of balance that yes, we're not in denial that things are challenging, but we don't always have to stay on that channel. We can turn the channel and also try to look at the good. So we're giving equal airtime. So kind of like you go and you listen to the news and there's just all this stuff that is so depressing on the news, but you can also change the channel and watch something that makes you laugh. You have the ability to change the channel. So that's what I'd offer you to do is change the channel. Make sure that you have a little bit of a dose of the negative and a little bit of a dose of the positive to balance things out. Now, the sixth way that can be very powerful is to make a deliberate attempt throughout your day to search for coincidences or find ways that all the stars are aligned in your favor, that the universe is in your favor. Or if you believe in God, then I will say like, then you see the hand of God in your day. It's amazing what you will find when you deliberately look. And this is so important to do, to not be always in this automatic way of going through life. Stopping, pausing, purposely asking, were there things today that happened where I saw the hand of God, or I saw that the universe was aligned, or I saw like, well, that was just a great coincidence. Look for those things and document those things. It's so fun to write them down and then to go back and relook at them when you are feeling a little bit low. You can always go back and see, all right, the universe has been on my side. God is in the small moments. I can see those things. Now, the seventh thing you can do is you can help increase your own level of gratitude by sending emails or cards or notes or even texts to people, thanking them for something, thanking them for a way that they have touched your life, that they have improved your life. You can leave like for your kids, little notes on their bed or in their lunchbox or write them a letter of gratitude. You can send a little text, a pick me up. And I'd encourage you to do this several times a week, just out of the blue, not looking for anything in return, just a true, Hey, I love you. I'm thankful. Thankful for doing this. Even I miss you can show appreciation to somebody. When we show gratitude to other people, not only will it help boost them, but it helps boost us. So it's a very powerful thing to do. Now, writing letters is another powerful way to express gratitude. And it's the eighth way. So the seventh way I said is like writing notes, little letters to other people. But this one, I'm talking about writing a letter of gratitude to your past self. Write a letter of gratitude to your past self. Thank you, past me, for taking the time to learn this skill, to get this education, to take care of my body in this way. Then write a letter to your present self. Thank you, present me, for taking the time to do this, for investing in this, for allowing myself to do this. 
and then write a letter of gratitude to your future self. Thank you for always having my back. Thank you for encouraging me to go out of the limb and do this or that. So I call this exercises like Scrooge's Ghosts of Christmas. We have the past, the present, and the future. Write letters of gratitude to yourself. I know it sounds a little bit weird, but try it. Be grateful for where you've been. Be grateful for where you are and be grateful for where you want to be. That's where you're manifesting. That's where I want to be. Thank yourself for doing all the things now that will get you to where you want to be. Now, the ninth way to cultivate gratitude is to look for and take pictures of beautiful things and then share those pictures. I remember years ago, I used to force my kids whenever we would go on vacation to either get up early to watch the sunrise or to go watch the sunset. And when they were younger, they weren't always so enthused to do that. I remember one child in particular, one time in particular, we got into a big fight about it and he was upset with me. Why do you force us to do this? This is the stupidest thing. This is such a waste of time. And I just said, I just think it's important. I want to help teach you guys how amazing and gorgeous the universe is and nature is. And I think it's great for us as a family to sometimes stop and pause and take it in and take pictures and build memories. And he wasn't buying at that time. But what happened is years later, he started taking pictures of sunsets and sunrises on his own and building a little folder or an album on his phone. And sometimes he would just send me a picture of the sky, of the sunset, just to show me how beautiful it was. And I love that story that sometimes we do have to force our kids (laughs) to look for things to be grateful for, but we can document by taking pictures of all the things I want to remember that I'm grateful for and create a file of sunset and sunrise, beautiful flowers, beautiful plants, beautiful places. Just document that. My 10th way to cultivate gratitude is kind of similar. It's an idea I learned. I can't, I wish I can give credit to the person who shared it with me, but it was creating a file of fabulous. And in the older days, that could be a paper file. Now I have it just on my phone. And what that is, is I fill it with all the wonderful things that people say about me all the notes of appreciation that they send, or maybe things that I'm really proud of that I did. I will snap a picture of it. I will do a screenshot and I will put it in this file that I have labeled the file of fabulous. And this file becomes such a pick-me-up when I am feeling low. And when I go into that file, what it does is I start feeling immense gratitude for all the people who reach out to me and share their thoughts and feelings with me. So I scroll. So it could be a client with their testimonial and I look at it and I feel such deep gratitude for the opportunity to work with them. It could be something that my kids say. I have so many screenshots of things that my kids have sent me that they probably don't even know how much they meant to me. But I screenshot it and I look at it and it's just a reminder of how grateful I am to be surrounded by the people that I'm surrounded by. How grateful I am for them and how grateful they are for me. It's just like a big love fest, that file of fabulous. If you don't have one, do it, get started now. And then think about when you're sending texts to other people, you can think maybe this will go in their file of fabulous. 
Now, the 11th thing, don't worry, I'm getting there. I know there's so many, but there are so many ways we can deal with gratitude. But the 11th thing is to really increase your gratitude, share your gratitude with others. It's such a good thing to do. Talk about what you're grateful for to other people. Also, I know we often share the negative things that happen to us because we're looking for support and we're looking for empathy and compassion. And it's awesome to do that. But it's also helpful to talk to people about the good things that happen to us because that generates more positive effects. That allows them to feel good. It allows you to feel good and it allows them to feel good. You just create all these much more positive vibes. And as we share the good stuff, we get to relive all these positive events and it increases our accessibility and memory. So not only does it help our memories be stronger because we're talking about it more, our brain gets to relive that. And did you know our brain does not know the difference between what it's reliving or what it's actually going through? So the more we think about positive things, the more the brain gets exposed to those positive things and that pathway gets reinforced. Now, the last thing is a great way I have loved to increase the benefits of gratitude, to think about the things often. And sometimes I just let my heart is what I call it, take a mental picture of the situation. I call it my heart takes a picture. Sometimes I'm not in a situation where it's appropriate for me to take a picture or I don't have my phone with me, but I want to really, really savor that moment and remember it. So I have my heart take a picture. Now I'll give you an example of this. Several years ago, our family went to Vietnam and we went to Ha Long Bay and we did an overnight, I think it's called a junk boat. We rented a junk boat and much to my children's dismay, there was no Wi-Fi on this junk boat, but I didn't tell them that until we were there. Well, we had an amazing time. And at one point we were doing some kayaking in Halong Bay and our guide had said to us, leave all your cameras behind. And I didn't think to question why. It turns out that he was worried we would just get them wet. And afterwards I was a bit annoyed because I thought, well, I can bring my phone without getting it wet. But at any rate, I didn't have my phone. I didn't have a camera. And it was such a special moment. We were there with four of our kids. And so we had three kayaks. It was just us in the bay. It was the most beautiful view. It was so calm and so peaceful. I just wanted to capture the moment, but I wasn't able to because I didn't have a camera. So my heart took a picture. And what I did is I just looked around. I took in all the sights, just sat and almost like meditated and savored that moment. And then afterwards, we talked about it. We talked about how special it was. And we've talked about it numerous times. It is so vivid in my memory now that it is one of my most special treasured memories, even though I don't have anything concrete. I'm so grateful to take those moments. And that is how we can increase our gratitude. We can take the mental pictures. We can also collect memorabilia. We can reminisce with other people. We can deliberately direct our attention to the pleasant experiences that we're having and tell our brains and our heart to remember the details. So there you have it. Those are 12 ways that you can cultivate a practice of gratitude. 
don't worry, you don't have to rush out and do all 12 all at once. But I would really encourage you to go out there and pick one and just try it and get creative. Come up with your own way of cultivating your attitude of gratitude and come up with your own practice. Try out the different ways, do different things and make sure it's just a regular part of your life. And while I'm at it, can I just share with you that I am so grateful for all the listeners. I'm so grateful for the community that I have here. I'm so grateful to you when you reach out or you share with me that something that we've talked about on the podcast has touched you. I'm so grateful for your reviews. I'm grateful for your friendship, for your love. I'm so grateful for my friends and my family. I'm just so overwhelmed with feelings of gratitude. And I just wanted to share that with you. And I hope that this has helped you guys in some way. I would love to hear from you and what you're grateful for. So reach out to me and let's connect and have a wonderful Thanksgiving and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Building Resilience Podcast. If you're interested in learning a little bit more about managing stress, building resilience, and leading a more purposeful life, then make sure we're connected on Instagram and Facebook at Leah Davidson Life Coaching. You can also subscribe to my weekly newsletter at www.leahdavidsonlifecoaching.com forward slash newsletter. Looking forward to connecting.